everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Welch Report. Oh, yeah. Get excited. Get hyped. Get lit. We are back again after a 10-day hiatus. I understand it was a long time. I apologize. That wasn't the goal. But we did that to give you all some beautiful 1080p crisp and clean visuals for you all to enjoy on YouTube. Yes, I've been putting in work, paid some money, got myself better equipment, and now look at me. Clear, crisp, clean, in all of my African-American glory. It is incredible. And I'm excited to be back with you all again today to talk about what the world is going on with Kyrie Irving, or rather what just happened with Kyrie Irving. Like I said, again, this is The World Report. Leave a like on the video before we even start. Subscribe. Leave a comment on everything that we talk about. Let's get busy. Get in fights. Let's get disagreements going. Let's anything, whatever you feel, put it in the comment section below and share this with everybody that you know. Please, let's make this community great and let's build a big old community where everybody's got their own opinions. We can all have it out right here on this channel. Yes. Uh, we're working our way there, and it's going to be up to you to help me out. But like I said before, we got to talk about what the world just happened with Kyrie Irving. He just signed and opted in to a $37 million deal, one-year deal, with Brooklyn. After, after honestly, months and, up and heavily weeks over the last couple days, Harping on what his decision was going to be, whether he was going to actually leave. For those who weren't able to keep track, oh, I got the facts right here. The brother who averaged 27, 4, and 5 on a nigga, again, 50, 40, 90 splits this season. He went and all of a sudden got antsy. Oh, and now put them nets in a big bind. Said he wanted out, got permission from Brooklyn to go seek sign and trade options, put up six or seven teams. Nobody responded. Then he signed back for $137 million. Now, here's where the dilemma lies. What does this mean for Brooklyn? And specifically, what does this mean for Brooklyn coming next summer? Not just this season, but next summer as well. And even more importantly than that, what does this mean for Kyrie Irving? Come next season. Here's why this is so big and why this is so eventful in the NBA. Brooklyn put their foot down, which is, I was good on you. Good on you, Brooklyn. Now, again, before I start on my whole diatribe, let's get one thing clear. I'm not a fan of organizations, I'm a fan of players. I want them to get what they're due. I want them to get their money, get their respect, get their status, and get the control that they deserve in the organization. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. However, I do also understand the responsibility that is on a player when signed to an NBA organization that gives them the right to have that level of responsibility within a team. That is, 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 is a fact. And Kyrie Irving for the past couple years, especially this last season, seems like he potentially has not been worthy of that level of control, of that level of responsibility. They let him and KD 
choose the coach. Kyrie even said, we don't even need a coach. It started the season. They let him do anything that he wanted relatively. They, and now we're sitting here and they're not going to give him the max. They refused to give him the max. From what I heard, they were going to give restrictions and not restrictions, excuse me, certain credentials and criterias, requirements that Kyrie Irving would have had to would have had to follow through on during the NBA season next season in order for him to get those monies and to get the revenue that he would have gotten with a max contract. Hence, Kyrie wasn't happy. That's why the dispute happened. Hence, why we saw what we saw for the past four to five days with that drama. So now with that being said, with him next season, a legitimate question comes as to, one, how dedicated is he to Brooklyn? Because over the past couple years, he's been injury prone, didn't want to go and play in the bubble when the bubble was a thing. Then didn't want to play through COVID. Again, his feelings on COVID or his opinions. His feelings on vaccines are his opinions. I have mine. I think he should have taken it. I think everybody should take it. But he then, at the end of the season, goes on to say, I wish we had more time to gel as if he didn't understand or as if he's just oblivious to the fact that his decision caused for the team not to be able to reach its full capacity. With him not being able to be on the floor because of his decision, because of his decision, it would have been different if he acknowledged it. Yes, this is this is what it is. I understand. I was a part of why the chemistry wasn't what it was, but I stand by my choice. I got full respect if he went out and said that. However, to obliviously, to almost obliviously, or seemingly in oblivion. Go out and just say, oh, I wish we had more time to gel. I wish the team had more chemistry. Knowing that you were one of the main reasons why the team didn't have chemistry going into the playoffs. And one of the main reasons why James Harden isn't there anymore. Just not even gloss, to just gloss over that. It's, 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 it, to me, it's stupid. And that's me. It might not be you, but that's me. That's just not owning up to what your actions um, caused, what the consequences of your actions were. If he's standing by what he believes, hey, that's him. But you have an obligation to own up to it. Instead of just saying, oh, I wish we had more together time when you yourself knew exactly what. You knew, it was, you knew it was a state rule. You knew what the mandate was in New York, yet you chose to do what you did. That's fine if you own up to it at the end of the day and not use the excuse of, oh, we just didn't have time to jail when that exact excuse is because of your direct actions. You have to be able to own up to that. You have to. You just have to. 
But again, this isn't a this isn't a diatribe on whether the mandate was good or bad or whether his decision was right or wrong. It's about what's going to happen next year. We've seen this multiple times. Kyrie Irving up and leaving. It's been a thing. Mandate or not, it's been a thing. And we've seen the circuits that follows him wherever he goes when he's over the past couple years since his days, since he left Cleveland. It's just a fact. And now we're seeing that talent doesn't always trump everything else that comes with it. Talent can't cover up everything. This is exactly why he lost leverage when he went to go try, uh, find a signing trade during these whole the, 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 the squabble between him and the Nets for his contract. He went out, wanted to go to the Clippers, Miami, Knicks, Sixers, and Mavericks. Most of whom I don't think have the space to be able to get him. He wasn't going to the Sixers because they just gave, they just traded for James Harden. Now, I don't think he's going, I, don't, I, I can guarantee if they ain't trading back. That ain't happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. In all the other places, I don't, I believe, except for the, for, no, I don't even think the Mavericks. No, I don't think any of these destinations that he wanted to go to had legitimate room. And then outside of the Lakers, who were willing to move out Westbrook, who nobody wants during this stage in his career, because of his inability to adapt and change, and to a degree be coachable, and mold himself into a system so that he can maximize his own potential, nobody wants that, brother. Sure enough, not the Nets. And him and KD got their own beef. They, 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 there still is a slight bit of animosity. It may be all love in terms of, yeah, we respect each other, respect the history. But this ain't no media thing. Now, there, there is a little bit of bad blood still there from how that whole situation ended in OKC with KD going to the Warriors. So we know that would have been questionable. So now, Kyrie Irving has to be able, this is a proven season for him. That's what this whole thing transpires down to. Everything equates to this season being a proven season. What And by proven, I'm not talking about his production. I'm talking about his consistency. His consistency on the floor. If another thing comes up that causes Kyrie Irving to be the center of the NBA media world and the NBA drama world. And it also affects his ability to play on the floor. Whether he chooses to, and in some cases, if he just chooses not to play, which he's done this season, he just chose not to play at one point in time in his stint with the Nets. Legitimately, just straight up. Uh, what was it? it was some like birthday party thing that he was out clubbing or something like that just actively went and just didn't play 
this is a perfect season, and he has to show that he can go and play the entire at least 70 games. Minimum 70. If I was going to even think about giving him the max as any organization, let alone the Nets. Let alone the Nets. It has to be 70 games, similar production to this year, on top of a legitimate playoff push. Not a first-round exit, getting to the finals. Or at least if you don't get there, Western Conference Finals, and you have a stellar season. That's, that's where it's going to have to be. Because right now, no team in the NBA wants to give you a max. None. None. None at all. And if they do, it's going to do the same. They're going to do the same thing that the Nets did this season with your contract disputes. They're going to come out. They're going to go and give you. These are the requirements that you have to do. You got to play an X amount of games, produce this number. You can't do da 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 da. Some probably gonna say some might say you have to take the vaccine. Some might. And probably gonna have some clause in there about no off court activities hindering you from on court play. Something mo- most likely that's what's gonna be in his contract. And he doesn't want to be tied down to restrictions. That's one thing we know about Kyrie Irving. That's why we love him and hate him. It's one reason why his game is so free. It's because of the fact that he doesn't have restrictions. He doesn't let anybody hold him down to what he can and can't do. And it translates to that free-flowing lifestyle on the court. It translates to that, it's that lifestyle translates to free-flowing play on the floor, which we see from a night-in-and-night-out basis. However... In the NBA, you have to make compromises. There has to be compromises. Whether you like it or not. And there is no no holds barred on just pay me the money and I'll do what I want to do. That just it can't happen. It can't happen. It can't happen. One of the biggest reasons why LeBron has some of the most freedom when it comes to what his input is in an organization. It's because of the fact that his availability, his consistency, and his dedication to not only the game, but the organization that he's playing for is never in question. Never in question. The utmost trust. We don't trust you, Kyrie. That's the problem. We don't trust you. As much as we love you, we don't trust you. And if we can't trust you, we can't pay you. We can't. It would be stupid of me to give you that amount of money. And I potentially may not see you for 60% of the season. Either because of injury or because of your own accord. That can't happen. So now that's why all the other teams in the NBA are turned off on you. Outside of LA, who want who want to put Kyrie and LeBron back together, which I would love to see as well. That's it. And they ain't got nothing to give you. Nobody else can trust you. Detroit's got the money, but they have nothing they want to give you. And they may not even want to deal with the headache that you may bring to their organization. 
that old team has been put through a roller coaster. That whole organization is put through a roller coaster due to Kyrie Irving. This isn't hate. This is facts. This isn't hate. This is facts. This is not something to me just trying to stomp and jump on them and say, oh, you da 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 da. How dare you do this and do that? Not doing that. Not doing that. If you think I'm doing that, you're stupid. But it has to be put in plain sight and made plain to you, the viewer. Not because you're not smart. You're incredibly smart. But because of the fact that it has to be made sure that the standard is understood as to why this is happening and what ramification it caused, it's going to cause and what the root issue is as to why this is happening in the first place. And that root issue is his inability to be able to be on the floor due to his own volition. There is no trust in the Nets in Kyrie Irving as a person, not as a player. As a player, we know what he's going to do when he steps on the floor. But as the person, is he going to get on the floor? And for what reason? If it was just injuries, okay, cool. Still give him the max because I would still be hesitant, but I'd be more likely to give him the max if it was just injuries than the rest of the stuff that we have to deal with in terms of with Kyrie Irving and his life. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Essentially, again, it isn't just him. Not Forget the COVID thing. Let's talk about the coach as well. He essentially said, we don't need a coach in Steve Nash at the start of their season when he first got to Brooklyn. We don't need a coach. That was a word, his words. So essentially, the person that you put under power to head everybody on the floor, supposed to be the most respected person on the team, which is the coach, has now been thrown publicly under the bus, said that we don't need you. We can just do and ISO ourselves and just play playground ball without any needs of anybody uh, 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 being over telling us what to do. Looking for adjustments. We don't, we, uh, looking for adjustments, making plays, drawing up schemes. We don't need that. And to your newly signed head coach, which in his first couple years in the league, on your team. That's not okay. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't You can't do that. Because then he loses respect. Not only his team, but the other, but, but in the surrounding organization. In the surrounding NBA. He loses credibility when you say, we don't need you. And you're one of the best players in the league. You can't do that. That's not how you create a culture. That's not how you do it. Your play is phenomenal. But when it comes down to you being on the floor and also what your just presence brings to the team, over the past couple years, it's been turbulent. It's been turbulent. It's been rocky. And this is where the trust comes into play. We want to trust you. We want to put full faith in what you can do. 
and your ability to, 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 to be one of the focal points on this Brooklyn Nets team. But now we can't, hence we have to do and put in these restrictions and these requirements. And everything you don't like in a contract and in your responsibility on the team, because of the fact that your responsibility on the team is something that we don't know that we can trust. We don't know if we can trust you with that responsibility. We don't know if we can trust you with a big portion of the keys to this organization. We don't. And now we're sitting here where we are. No other team in the NBA does either. Because what you're demanding is not what you're worth. Because what you're worth has been diminished by your mentality. What you're worth has been diminished by your mentality. You think you're bigger than basketball. That's a bold statement to say, I understand. But his actions have shown it. His actions have shown it. Whether it's to the media or anybody for that matter who talks out to him, calling out things that don't make sense and calling out some of the Hippocratic things that he's done, like when he went and said, I'll stay in Boston and then left in Boston. And again, like I said, when he says, I wish we had more time to gel without acknowledging that he was one of the main reasons why the team couldn't gel when he was in, when, while he's in Brooklyn. Those types of things make me think that you're bigger than the game. And you're not. You don't have the same cachet and the same rapport like a LeBron, like a KD. Because of you, not because of your play, but because of you, the person. And your inability to handle the responsibility of being a star like a star is supposed to. If you can't get that understood, you're not going to get max money again. You're not. Because you're looking for the perfect situation. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for the perfect situation for him. And what do I mean by perfect situation? I'm not talking about personnel around him. I'm not talking about talent around him. I'm talking about the, 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 We'll give you the money and we're completely hands off. Do whatever you want to do. That's what Kyrie Irving wants when it comes to the trust that he that, that, that he strives for within an organization. That's what he's looking for. That's what he loves. That's what he wants. To a degree, some say somebody said that's what he needs. Now is it bad that a player wants freedom? No. It's not. But what did I say just like with LeBron? His actions have built up a history that teams can catalog and look at and say, okay, I can give him this money with all of this responsibility and all of this trust with no issue whatsoever. That's what he's been able to garner. Because of his actions, both on the floor and off the floor within our organization. That's what he's been able to do. Kyrie has not done that. He hasn't. I would love to hear how Kevin Durant feels about this whole thing. 
I would love to publicly hear what Kevin Durant has to say about this whole situation. Because I can guarantee you right now, he's signed, Kyrie Irving signed a one-year deal, $37 million. That's a player option. If this same mess is happening next season, he's gone. KD's gone. KD's gone, or as much as he hates to say, he's going to tell um, the Nets, trade him, midseason, trade him. Because I guarantee you, Kyrie Irving ain't probably, with the way things are going now, Kyrie Irving probably ain't going to be there come next season. Come the summer, he's going in the offseason. I guarantee it. I'm almost positive. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. I'm confident that he's not going to be there come next season. Kyrie's not going to be a Brooklyn net come next season because of these contract disputes right here. Because of this stuff right here. The very notion that he has to have responsibility put on him and he has to have restrictions put on him. He's not going to be able to say, okay, yeah, I'll adapt. This isn't a knock. This is what he's shown. I'm going off of history. I'm going off of everything up until this very moment. This isn't me making assumptions. This isn't me trying to go and drag Kyrie Irving under the bus. Some may say that. They're stupid. That's not what I'm doing. I'm using the catalog of information that I have and the track record that Kyrie Irving has shown since he left Cleveland up until now, making promises that he can't keep, saying he wants to stay and then leaving Causing dissension in the organization. Causing strife amongst teams and their chemistry. Not being available. Whether it's because of injury or, or otherwise. Or rather, in spite of injury, with other things as well, causing him to not be available. Because I don't hold injuries against players. I take that into consideration. But I don't hold that against them in a major way. Because I get that life happens. Everybody's body is different. Everybody's biology is different. Some people get hurt more easily than others in the NBA. That's just a fact. You don't know when an injury is coming. While I use that to gauge whether somebody is, is applicable to be paid max money, it is justified to take that into consideration. Absolutely. Do I hold it as the end all be all? Not always. But with that on top of the mess that we see Kyrie Irving doing this season and over the past couple years, that's where this opinion and this outlook comes into play. And again, it's completely justified. I'm not paying Kyrie Irving max money without me putting some sort of requirement on him to do what you need to do. To be here consistently and play consistently and show what you can do on a consistent basis. That's what, that's just reality. That's just reality. Whether you agree with it or not, that's reality of the situation. That's reality of life. In life, you can't just go out and do whatever because there's restrictions. On what's acceptable and what's not. And as a superstar player, you should know full well what is. And what you're doing is not. 
It's not. You're causing more headache than you are strife. This is not to, this is not to, again, not to jump on him, not to be all punch him on top of the head and say, shame on you. I'm not doing that. But there, you have to call a spade a spade. And you have to be able to go in and objectively look at the situation. Because you can compete. Shoot, you can compare Westbrook and Kyrie. Both of their situations in terms of where they can go and what they can do with their careers at this point. You can look at them very similarly. One's because of off-court issues. The other one's because of on-court issues. Westbrook is the complete opposite of Kyrie Irving, but the problem still stays the same. Westbrook, he goes out. He can't. He's available to play 70 to 80 games. You're guaranteed. Guaranteed 70 to 80. Always there. You don't got to worry about him never not playing. Give us 100% every time. You know he's dedicated to basketball. There is no questions from the media or anybody in or outside the organization as to what Westbrook is in terms of his um, mentality towards the team. He's fully there, 100%. Doesn't matter. Fully there. But at the same time, on the flip side of that coin, yes, he's fully there. But then the butter can't play. Put up horrible field goal percentages, turnovers out the butt, can't IQ seems to go down every single game, losing his athleticism, make making dumb shots, not making dumb shots, taking dumb shots, making dumb decisions, and then being absolutely reluctant to adapt his play style. Regardless of who's in in in, in front office or who's the head coach. Will that change next season? We'll have to see. But same thing with Kyrie Irving. We will have to see. Same thing applies. All the ifs about next season and next summer are just that, ifs. But the reality of the situation is that what we know right now is that another if, but it's an applicable if because it's a continuation of a previous course of action. If this keeps up, we do know what will happen because we already see the reactions of teams and organizations in light of this action. If Westbrook keeps playing like he's playing now, his stock will keep going down more and more. And next season, he ain't getting no 40-something million. He ain't getting 30-something million. I'd be surprised if the brother got 20 million. For one year. I'd be surprised. If he keeps playing this way. And having that same mentality. Of I'm not changing my style of play. Kyrie Irving. If he keeps up. The actions that he's doing. That cause a lot of dissension. Within an organization. Cause a lot of strife among the players. And coaches and staff. And head front office people. If he keeps this up, on top of not being available to play, in spite of his own court abilities, he would not be able to, to demand a max from any team because no team will give him a max to begin with. He may just only get one-year deals for 30-something million. 
until he proves otherwise. So come next free agency, when he's most likely going to be a free agent, unless they win the championship, if they win the championship next year, okay, then I'll say that he stays. Outside of that, I am almost certainly confident Kyrie Irving leaves. Certainly confident Kyrie Irving is gone from Brooklyn. Almost positive. But wherever he goes, he's not going to be able to demand anything that he's trying to demand from Brooklyn now because everybody's going to have a warning sign for Kyrie Irving alone that if you come play for us, read this. Any of these rules are broken on this big sign that we have outside of our front office. Boom. Null and void. We ain't got to pay you a dime. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Whether you're a fan of Kyrie Irving or not. Because you have to think like organizations. That's what you have to do when you are contemplating what to do and who's worth what. Just saying that somebody's worth it doesn't mean anything. Now, if you look at the eyes of somebody like the front office of Brooklyn, like the front office of Detroit, like the front office of the Mavericks or the Clippers or whatever team that he named that he wanted to play, play for during those sign-and-trade searches which came up and failed, you have to look at it through their eyes and say, if I did keep you, if I signed and traded you. You are going to have to do X, Y, Z. Why? Because again, it goes back to a lack of trust. Any organization is built off of trust. Every organization is built off of trust. Whether you like it or not. If I'm, a, if I'm, in, if I'm doing insurance, the customer trusts me to give them the best deal. And the insurance company trusts me to be able to secure the deal when somebody becomes interested. It's just, it's just the truth. If I'm a restaurant, whoever supplies the food, I trust them that their stuff that they ship to me is safe, clean, secure, untainted, not dirty, not old, not moldy. And if that happens, I get to continue business because I now trust that you are reliable. Kyrie Irving, that's not the case. It's not the case. As great as he is, that's not the case. He can turn any organization around at the same time, leave them high and dry. That's not what you want in a potential number one superstar on an organization. That's it's no. It's just no. It just can't happen. It can't happen. You ain't gotta agree with what I say. You don't gotta agree with the opinion. But the fact still stands that the truth is the truth. No matter what moves happen this offseason. And barring a championship for Brooklyn, the Nets are not going to re-sign 
Kyrie Irving, unless he proves this season that he can play 70-plus games without a bunch of drama, without a bunch of what the Nets would view as stupidity, whatever their criteria for stupidity is, and without up and leaving. All of that, under whatever restrictions that the Nets had under their initial, uh, during their contract dispute with Kyrie Irving, that's still going to apply to this season. It's just going to be a gauge. It's going to be a silent gauge. That's what it is. It's a silent agreement. It's, it's, it's a silent agreement. That's the best way I can put this whole deal. Silent agreement. This is a silent agreement between Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn, yes, they only signed, it's, it's one year, $37 million. But the rules of the contract disputes, the Nets are still going to implement them. They're still going to put them. They ain't going to do nothing if he breaks them. They're just not going to resign them. But they're still going to use those same Credentials that they put out that Kyrie Irving did not want to agree to in the contract negotiations to sign a max. Because in this offer, they, they would have given him a max just with those rules. Kyrie said, no, I don't want that. And now where we are where we are. So Kyrie Irving is still under that same moniker and that same gauge and those same restrictions that Kyrie viewed at, that Kyrie viewed as unacceptable, the Nets are still going to implement them. They're just not going to say anything. They're still going to look to see whether he's going to play X amount of games. They're still going to look to see whether the off-court decisions that he makes drastically affects the on-court production of the entire team. They're still going to look at the outside noise that Kyrie Irving makes and how it impacts the overall rapport and mentality and morale of the organization in Brooklyn. They're going to look at all of that. And if it goes to that it breaks the same rules that they were trying to get him to sign to when they were doing the contract disputes, they're just not going to say anything. They just won't resign him. They'll let him go. Or they might try to trade him before the, the trade deadline midseason. That's what will happen. That's what will happen. Because they've already said they ain't afraid to give it up. They've already said they ain't afraid to give it up. They, they, were, they were prepared to lose both Kyrie and KD in a matter of days. They were prepared to lose both Kyrie and KD in a matter of days. Said it publicly. Publicly put out. We ain't, we ain't afraid to get rid of both of them. Because we ain't going through the same thing we went through. And have our heart in our hands. We're not going through that. We'll blow it up if we have to. We got our finger on the trigger. That stick of dynamite ready to go. We just need a reason. That's all he's saying. We just need a reason. That's what Brooklyn's saying. We just need a reason. And we'll blow this whole thing up. For both of y'all, Ogie, we better believe we'll get some stuff back. You best believe we'll get some stuff back. Better believe we'll get some stuff back. 
Because you got to understand, they have to look at the future. They now have KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons all on the same team at this moment in time. Problem is, you see the problems with Ben Simmons since that playoff debacle and a back injury that I'm still not sure was legitimate. All these things are going on in the organization. They've already got another player who's in terms of not just public opinion, but in terms of his actions on the floor, or rather his decisions off the floor that have caused him to be not on the floor, which is essentially him saying, I'm not ready yet. For what reason, I don't know. Again, some say injury, some say it's because of mentality. His mind just isn't there. Mental health is a serious thing, but the point still stands. It's a question mark. And since it's a question mark, you can't have you can't have two question marks hanging over the two key pieces on your team. It can't happen. If you got a potential big three, even though I don't think it's a big three, until Ben Simmons shows that he can get back to all-star status, it's not a big three. But people are going to pose it as a big three because of who the threat. The threat of Ben's incredible defense, the threat of his ability to, to push the pace, and the, the, his passing, his IQ, his ability to drive, and all this stuff. Yeah, he can't shoot. But unless, just imagine if he gets over that. Oh, my gosh. He finally lives up to that baby LeBron-esque moniker that we were giving him all those years ago when he first came into the league. Sure, he may live up to that. That's only if he plays. Again, you got two big, the two big question marks of whether your two biggest stars are going to play. They're not going through that. Brooklyn's not going through that. Not at all. Finger on the trigger, they will blow everything up in a heartbeat. In the blink of an eye. Again, just give me a reason. That's essentially what, that's what I feel the Nets are looking at right now. Just give me a reason. Because if that wasn't the case, they wouldn't have said we're prepared to lose both Kyrie and KD. If they were still saying, oh, we need to make sure we have both, we can't afford to lose both stars because of the potential. We got to do everything we can to get everybody. And they wouldn't have put that out. That wouldn't have been put on Twitter and shared with every major news outlet. It wouldn't have. They wouldn't have said that. But the very fact that they said we're willing to lose both in a matter of days if necessary. They're just they just they're saying, give me a reason. We ain't getting caught with our pants down again. Give me a reason. I'll blow this whole thing up. I'll blow it up with everybody inside. That's what they're doing. And that's the reality. That's the reality for Brooklyn. That's the reality for Kyrie. If he doesn't get his act together in terms of being able to be available on a consistent basis 
outside of injury, again, injury, if it's just because of injury, I would still give him two, three years because if he's that special. But because it's injury and more, I can't. I can't. If you're injury prone and then you're also prone to not playing on your own volition, I no, that's not money I'm spending. That's not money well spent. That's money horribly spent. That's stupid money. That's ignorant money. That's what that is. That's ignorant money if I did that. And that's what potentially is going to be the situation. Or that was going to be a potential situation if the Nets didn't put their foot down. Now that they have, you're looking at Kyrie Irving. You've got the message from Brooklyn and you've got the message from everybody else in the NBA. Brother, you ain't worth the max. You're not. Reason being is because we can't trust you. You show me this season that we can trust you. Come free agency, hey, now we can talk. But right now, good gosh, no. And some teams really do need Kyrie Irving. But outside of Los Angeles, not one team showed interest in Kyrie in one of the hottest commodities in the NBA. That should tell you something. That should tell you something. That should tell you that all of this isn't just hearsay. This isn't just us trying to make a big scene, make a big spiel over the severity of the of this situation, over the severity of Kyrie Irving and his availability and the reason for his lack of availability. This should tell you all you need to know. If the Sacramento Kings weren't even willing to say, we might give up some pieces, and they're one of the worst franchises in the NBA. If Detroit, with all their money that they just cleared up, weren't willing to do it. If the Knicks weren't willing to do it. That should tell you all you need to know about this, about this situation. This isn't just us going off the rails saying this, just saying nonsense for clicks. This is facts. This is facts. This is facts, man. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has a hard time, again, if this keeps up. Same thing that happened last or same thing that happened this past season happens again this season or next season rather. I would not be surprised if it becomes a hard sell for anybody to pick up Kyrie Irving. He may have to pull a Dennis Shooter. Asked for 30, 40 something million. Ended up signing with the Celtics for eight. Asked for a butt ton of money. When he, when he was playing with Los Angeles for them to re-sign him. Because he thought he was worth X, Y, Z. And then turn, then he has to go sign with the Celtics for $8 million. One year, $8 million. Almost a veteran minimum. Might have been a veteran minimum even. That might be what Kyrie Irving has to do. That may be all that teams may be willing to do. Now, is it going to be the veteran minimum? No, it's not. Is it going to be severely under? 
A hundred plus million? Absolutely. Is it going to be one year? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if at max they gave him two year contracts. At max two year contracts. That's all they would. That's, that, uh, that's all at this point in time. I could see teams be wanting to offer Kyrie Irving. That's the only thing I could see them wanting to offer Kyrie Irving safely. Two years at max. At max. And that's if I really need you. That's if we got a championship team now. And you're the piece that can take us over the top. That's the only reason why I give you a two-year max. Outside of that, it'd be one year for me. But again, everything's going to harp down to this coming season. When he resigns, how much does he play? What drama does he bring? Again, we're looking at this from an organization's perspective. What drama does he bring? How much is he going to be able to play? Will he be able to consistently be on the floor? Or are we going to get a similar situation to what we got with last season? And now we can't trust Kyrie Irving. If that be the case, guarantee, mark my words, it's going to be hard-pressed for anybody to sign Kyrie Irving. And Brooklyn might just be out of two stars. Because if Kyrie's gone and leaves for free agency, best believe Kevin Durant is not going to stay with Ben Simmons. Best believe he's off and running. Where to? I don't know. It better not be Golden State again. Best believe, though, he'll be gone in a, at the drop of a hat. Go to the Players' Tribune. I'm requesting a trade. Or even go on Twitter and say, I want out. Plain and simple. Because this whole experiment, Kevin Durant signed, what, three, four years? Kyrie Irving as well? Signed about the same amount of time. Kyrie Irving has missed 103 games. No, has played 103 games. That's barely a season and a half. That's, no, even worse. That's one season in 20 games, just about. That's as much as he's played. And most of that wasn't because of injury. Most of that was not because of injury. The, 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 it's, it's frustrating because I want to see him on the floor. It's frustrating because I want to see him succeed. But I can't get around what I know is true. And that right now teams view him as a liability more than an asset. Teams that are looking for any change like L.A. are considering him. But the same thing is going to apply. So, we're looking at a situation where if Kyrie doesn't show up, not on court, but as a person, if he doesn't show up and 
show that he's not going to throw people under the bus. Show that he's not going to bring a bunch of drama that would dissuade and call dissuade teams and cause teams to have to essentially play play PR roulette on top of being consistently able to be on the floor and build a legitimate chemistry-driven team. Do you know his production is going to be there? But again, that time to jail that he complained about when they lost, that he wishes he had time for, he's got to show that he can stay around long enough to actually have that. So all of those things have to come into play for Kyrie Irving to get some legitimate money and for teams to look at giving him more than two years. But this is a proving season not just for Kyrie Irving, but for the rest of the league because everybody's going to be watching him. And whether you like it or not, anything that he does is going to get scrutinized, put under a microscope. Because teams are looking for, this is one of the biggest talents that's most likely going to be a free agent come the end of next season. And if we want to get him, what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to really make sure that he's not going to bring the same mess that we saw last year. If he hasn't shown that he hasn't changed, then our money ain't going to change hands. Plain and simple. If he does, hey, great. Now we got a conversation. Phenomenal. But if it doesn't happen, it, it doesn't happen. And you're going to be looking at one to two year offers that teams are going to give him. And Kyrie Irving is going to have to be okay with that. It's going to have to be. It's not because I don't want him to be successful, but that's what organizations are looking at. And if they are thinking that nothing that I say in terms of, oh, giving the match, giving the money, do this, do that, is going to make a difference because I understand exactly what they are thinking, which is if I'm going to potentially give you $100 plus million dollars, and a, and, and a max slot on my team, I need you to be here for the long haul. I don't care how good you play. If I can't rely on you for 20 games and only half of a playoff series, we got a problem. We do. We got a problem. That's just, that's just the nature of the beast. If something comes up again and we have to deal with this same level of production in a finite avenue, only getting to play half of the playoff games that we play in, half the season, yes, COVID, COVID restrictions, I believe, COVID restrictions aren't going to hinder him from playing again. Cool. That's one hurdle amongst the many other hurdles that we have to make sure are clear when it comes to Kyrie. That's what organizations are thinking. Whether he proves them right or wrong, we're going to see next season. Lord knows I hope he proves them wrong because I want to see him. I love to see him get paid. Make another run at a chip. Get a fully fleshed team that he has great chemistry with. 
But that's up to him. It's up to him. That's what teams are saying. The ball's in your court. The ball is in your court, Kyrie. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. But whatever you do, just know. As much right as you have to do whatever you want, we have as much right to say whether you're worth us paying you. That's the reality of the situation. That's that's just it. That it is what it is. Whether you like it or not. Whether I like it or not. It is what it is. It absolutely is what it is. And again, if he becomes great, excuse me, let me rephrase that because he's already great. If he becomes the consistent player and is able to be there the full time, hey, phenomenal. But that's yet to be seen. And that's the biggest problem. It's yet to be seen. If it once that hurdle gets cleared, we will truly be able to see what the world teams are gonna view Kyrie Irving as. Because right now, he's a big risk and a liability that potentially will put a team on a downward spiral rather than a fast track to success. But all of that has to be seen. Come next season. So we're going to see what the world happens. Lord knows I hope it's good. Lord knows I hope it's good. But again, this has been another episode of The Welch Report. Yes, I've been your host, Jean-Luc Welch. We're back at it again. Isn't this exciting? Oh, man, the off-season move. Off, off, free agency is not free agency. Is it free agency? I believe free agency is tomorrow. Either way, moves get made tomorrow on Thursday. Stuff really gets popping. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and see what the world's getting ready to happen. We about to have a ball. I'll catch y'all later on another episode of the Watch Report. Leave a like, comment, share. Share this to everybody that you know. Tell other people about the show. Let's build this community. Let's build this community, excuse me. Let's make this great. Peace and love. We are out of here.